once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat with the beat trick Welcome to the Wisdom in All Things podcast, where we look at applying wisdom to life in three areas, mind, body, and soul. You can read other articles, listen to those podcasts, and take a closer look at wisdom. It's all at wisdominallthings.com. On today's episode, the essentials for becoming wise. Wisdom integrates the past and the future. Listen to this comment from George Bernard Shaw. He says, we are made wise, not by the recollection of our past, but by the responsibility for our future. So while wisdom integrates the past and the future, it starts with the heart. Shaw's comment on wisdom is important because it rightly integrates the past and the future. In fact, it can't truly be wisdom unless we apply to the future what we've learned by experience to be true in the past. For as it has been said, if we don't learn from history, we are doomed to repeat it. I encourage you to take a whack at defining wisdom. You can do that at wisdominallthings.com. But almost 15 years ago, I was provided a definition of wisdom that I believe captured the different facets of what it means to be wise. Here it is from Dr. Greg Harris. He is a retired professor of biblical exposition, head of the Bible exposition department at the Master's Seminary. He says this or describes wisdom this way. Wisdom is a continuous, skilled, sensible, and purposeful approach to life by God's definition and standards, beginning with the fear of the Lord and expressing itself in one's behavior. Well, I believe I've settled on a fair definition of wisdom. I believe that that probably is it. Consistently living wisely is, is well, it's another matter, isn't it? I'll be quick to point you, though, to my about page in my defense. I'm on the journey with you. I'm not here to to expound on you know the definition of wisdom as defined by me and all my wisdom. But uh, I'm with you poking and weighing and examining and assessing all in the name of understanding wisdom because after all, it's, it's the basis for living the right life. And I would uh, also commend you to, to stop by the resources tab at wisdominallthings.com to, to check out that, that article on, the, on living the right life. But part of this journey includes the verse-based review of wisdom in the Old and New Testaments. I have that at the website as well as Proverbs in particular. And a little study on, on King Solomon in part five of a series I did on the observations of First Kings uh, 1 through 11. I focus on Solomon's request for wisdom. And in Proverbs 1.7, it says that it is the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom, which I believe ties back to Solomon's humble, sober request of God in 1 Kings 3. So I commend the whole series to you. But before we explore the way of wisdom, there are three things I need to highlight here that I, I believe are crucial to becoming wise that play out in the request Solomon makes of God in 1 Kings 3. So as much as we understand a little bit more about the definition uh, and before we get to the ways of wisdom, I just wanted these these three crucial foundational elements to be out there. First, it's, it's about having the right heart to make a request of God. Solomon starts by expressing gratitude and thankfulness by recalling God's faithfulness. He says this in 1 Kings 3, 6, you have shown great and steadfast love. Then in verse 7, Solomon acknowledges his inability to rule and how little he knows about what he has been given to do. On top of that, he's been given a charge of God's chosen people who are too many to number. It's just an overwhelming responsibility. We're only as wise as our ability to listen and obey God, and we'll only be able to listen to God from a humble heart. That is the foundation for true wisdom, and as one uh, author describes it, it's 
having a hearing heart and an instinct for the truth. So that's, that's the basis. And that's just one of, of three. The second is an understanding mind to govern. From this heart of humility, Solomon's first request was that he be given an understanding mind to govern. Richard Nelson describes it this way. He says, the most intriguing expression is Solomon's request for a hearing heart. Another version of the Bible says, uh, RSV uh, version says, an understanding mind. The NEB says, a heart with the skill to listen. The heart, he says, is the organ of thought and the will in the Old Testament. This expression implies a reason that understands an instinct for the truth. With gratitude and humility, recognizing his lack of understanding and capability to govern, Solomon asks the right question of the right person. God, please give me wisdom. In other words, give me what I need to care for your chosen people the way that you want me to. So first it's that having the right heart to make the request of God, so humility. It's requesting that we have an understanding mind to govern whatever God has given us responsibility over. And third, the discernment between good and evil. In order to rule fairly and justly, Solomon requests that he possess the discernment to navigate the sometimes very difficult task of distinguishing between what is good and what is evil. We need to see the world as God sees it, and it requires that we know what he deems to be good and evil. I can't recall an instance in scripture where God describes the battle as being between good and bad. Good is held as the highest standard. When God said of his creation, it is good, he was in no way referring to it as "Eh, not, not so bad. God's good, that is, what is right, stands alone. It's pure. It's perfect. And the opposite of the very best is the very worst. And that is evil. So with that as a foundation, as we pursue this way of wisdom, here are some of the essentials for becoming wise. No surprise, becoming wise is a lifelong journey that requires discipline, commitment, and a willingness to submit to God's will. More than just acquiring knowledge, it is a gradual process of growth and maturity that comes from a deepening relationship with God. Having gathered a a consensus from professors who have taught at seminaries like Trinity in Dallas and Moody Bible Institute, we'll see that the path to wisdom involves the essential aspects of studying scripture, prayer and meditation, seeking wise counsel, character development, community, and practical application. Let's start with studying scripture. First, they emphasize the importance of in-depth Bible study to gain better understanding of God's wisdom and character. The Bible is the primary source of wisdom, and its teaching uh, provides a a foundation for understanding God's character and will. So to gain wisdom, it is important to read the Bible in depth and in context while seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit in interpreting its meaning. The professors emphasize the importance of studying the Bible systematically, learning the historical and cultural context of each passage and applying its teachings to daily life. So start there, studying scripture. Next, prayer and meditation. They recommend developing a consistent practice of prayer and meditation to seek God's guidance and discernment. So by developing a a constant practice of prayer and meditation to seek God's guidance and discernment, we express our dependence on God by asking for his wisdom and understanding. And I want to make a point about this. By meditation, I mean that we focus our thoughts on God's word and allow it to shape our hearts and minds. 
That's what I mean by, by meditation. So it, it expels any other notion of what we want it to mean or how we feel about it. Third, seek wise counsel. Seek the advice and guidance from those who exhibit wisdom and have a deep understanding of the scriptures. This can include pastors and mentors and other believers who have, have a proven track record of living out their faith in practical ways. Seeking wise counsel requires humility and a willingness to listen and, of course, learn from others. But it also requires the ability to test what you're being told in light of God's word. Next is character development. We want to develop character traits such as humility, integrity, and perseverance by allowing the Holy Spirit to shape our characters. Character development is a lifelong process that requires discipline and a commitment to living out one's faith in practical ways. The professors teach that character development involves cultivating a deep love for God and a desire to obey his commands. Fifth, community. Being part of a faith community, engaging in relationships with other believers can provide support, accountability, and wisdom. Community involves more than just attending church services. It requires investing in relationships and serving others. Because spiritual growth cannot occur in isolation, the professors teach that a community is a vital aspect of growth and provides a context for accountability and encouragement. And then finally, practical application. You got to do something with what you're learning, right? We have to apply the wisdom gained from studying scripture, from prayer, from seeking wise counsel, developing our characters in practical ways, serving others, and using our, our gifts for God's glory. But there, there needs to be that output for all that input. And the practical application of wisdom involves living out our faith in everyday life and seeking to make a meaningful, hopeful impact on the world around us kind of like Solomon. You, you've got a kingdom, we've got this kingdom that you know we quote unquote reign or at least have responsibility over certainly. And that's what we want to do with this wisdom is have a meaningful, hopeful impact on that realm. And intentional application is the ultimate goal then of wisdom as it involves bringing God's wisdom and love to bear on the world. Wisdom is a treasured quality that is highly sought after, yet pretty challenging to attain, right? It is not merely knowledge or intelligence, but a deep understanding and discernment that comes from a relationship with God. The Bible teaches that wisdom is a gift from God that is available to all who seek it. As with Solomon, the key to our becoming wise is by starting with humility, acknowledging our own limitations and weaknesses, and recognizing that true wisdom comes from God alone. Becoming wise is a lifelong process of growth and transformation that requires commitment and discipline and a willingness to submit to God's will. By our consistent practice of seeking God's wisdom and living it out in practical ways, we can understand and apply wisdom in all areas of our lives, mind, body, and soul. Be sure to spread the wisdom around. It's wise to share. Tell a friend about the podcast and be sure to send them over to wisdominallthings.com. Thanks for listening.